Who's your daddy? Boom! We're off with another episode of Who's Your Daddy Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Snyder, here with my boy, Zach Cinnamon Tove of Mazel Toast Crunch Elias. What's up, buddy? Come on, kryptonite. You hang in there. Booze your dad of the podcast. Tuesdays, we do it live. Saturdays, we post it later. Rate, review, subscribe. People come hang out. Whether it's your first episode or your 132nd, we love having the company. We got some people live here today. We're going to keep doing this week after week, except maybe Zach might be on hiatus. Yeah, Italy. If the Wi-Fi <laughs> plane shows up. My mom is currently on her way to Venice in theory, stranded at JFK. I got Jenna working the phones with a travel agent. Sort of. Um, she's okay. <laughs> um, she, she's messed up plenty of trips. Trying to find them a flight for maybe tomorrow. I could have gotten them into a different flight today by way of Portugal or Vienna. So that was my evening up until right now. There is a world where my phone rings and you all in radio land get to hear me and my mom banter about air travel. So that'll I, be good theater. I would kill for this. That would be so good. You heard the preview of it. You saw what was going on. You just popped on and I'm out with my mom and Jenna in here. It's a whole scene. It's chaos in my house. On this podcast, we like to try different beers, something new every show. Zach, why don't you tell everybody what we are drinking for tonight's episode. We are drinking from the Brumsky Brewing Factory. That is oh, not what Wid- that says. <laughs> Widmer Brewing, the brrr, hoppy red. I guess it's okay. It's hockey game on. It's Rangers colors, sort of. Brumsky Brewing. I love that. By the way, that's the best line for the motorboat. Brumsky, you, you have me. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> so again, from the Windbur, Portland. So they keep changing where they claim they brew from, but whatever. That's their problem. There's really nothing exciting about this. Northwest Red Ale. All right, this will be fine. Zach, do you know who, what has two thumbs and loves Red Ale? That guy? Ron Katz. Oh, how about that? <laughs> loves the Red Ale. Release like, the like, crack. Like Mad Dog Red Ale. Remember that shit from back in the day? Oh, Red Dog. Red Dog is what it was. Machaim. Yeah, let's see some Red Dog. It's trying too hard. <laughs> it's trying way too hard. Yes. Episode 132. We're calling this one Top of the Stretch, which meant... Absolutely nothing to me up until this past weekend. Did you, you know? Down the stretch they come. Of course. A million times I've heard down the stretch, but we had a birthday outing this past week for your boy, we and our, our seats were top of the stretch. And right. when we went in and the guy goes, oh, you're sitting top of the stretch, I was like, cool, bro. I have no idea what we're doing. And then we got there. Those were great seats, right? They were, though, they were, they were, depends on the race because you can't see the line. So they were fun and I liked the little pen and I loved that, you know, it was a good time. But as far as horse race seats, they're okay because you can't see who finishes. So, like, you know, you have an idea of one guy's mowing the field down, but if it's a close one, you don't get to see the, you know, right at the, at the, at the line. But yeah, top of the stretch, I didn't realize it was its own like section, but if you ask me where the top of the stretch of a horse track is, I can tell you it's the last poll. I'll give you a last poll. Sure, you will. Wait, is that a call or is that a text? I'm good. All I know is if you and I were going to the track, which meant we're real degenerates, yeah, let's sit upstairs close to the finish line. But when you're going uh, right with- down, though, you can get right down by the rail, uh, that same spot right at the rail on any day other than the stakes. Like you can I'm just say, come in <laughs> by a nose, a Jewish horse. Yeah. I, don't even get me started on Rivka. We'll get to Rivka in a minute. I am, I'm, <laughs> I woke up honestly today, uh, yesterday, and I woke up. First of all, I said, fucking Rivka. I was so mad about it. Relief I, guy. I was fuming. To tell people what happened, 
We had a friend who had a birthday party. We went they to- They know Eric. They all know this, this D-bag. We have listeners that don't know us, Zach. You assume everybody knows us? No. Half the he, time- He's been Pichu Dude of the Week like nine times running. But there are people that listen to this that don't know anything. And they all can't- you noobs. He sucks, but he turned 40. <laughs> he was great. And he did a great job hosting. He did. We, we went to the Belmont racetrack, not the Belmont Stakes, for a birthday party this past weekend. And there was a lot of highlights to cover. But essentially, we had this little gated-in area where they have these picnic areas, AstroTurf, there's a grill, you can BYOB, bring your own food. The day cost me $0, by the way. Other than my gambling losses, that was a very free day. I don't know how much it cost Eric. Your gambling losses of $0? My gambling losses were more than that, but I I know you rated it. a pansy bet. (laughs) Zach, go. Start talking. I I didn't know that you were quite the connoisseur of horse bets. I bought the big program. Tell our audience why you bought the big program. For everyone. So we walk in there. And there's a racing form guy who's now charging seven dollars. It used seven fifty. Right, used to be three in the day. Now it's seven fifty for a non-stakes day. For a stakes thing, it's probably your firstborn. Uh, but they have pictures in that one. Mine was the racing form. So we get. So he's like mocking me that I have the. It gives you all the little lines of the. But you really need it so you can roll it up and like whip yourself with it. Come on, hang in the number five. Get up with that four. Come on, give me that four three combo. Like you, you got to do the, the race. They can't really see my hand. You know it. The, the best was every bridal. time Zach was watching these events. He was just yelling everything you just heard. And then oh, as the, the whole horse, race, as the horse loses, he goes, ah, you mule. Yeah. Always a mule. <laughs> you mule. You suck. Glue stick. You have to yell at the jockeys. That's all part of the pageantry. Now they gave you little books. I didn't, if they, if I knew they would give you the book, I wouldn't have bought it. I, I wasn't expecting those Fleischers to, to pony up for books. I didn't know that that came that came from Aunt Ellen, right? I have no idea who it came from. It was one of his aunts. They were giving out these books. Look, I knew nothing about anything. I just went there I was and was all picking up on horse tranquilizers all day. I was picking the horses by the names and by the odds. Meaning, I would find a name that I liked and it was eighty to one. Not picking it. First horse, first race was Brajol going off at eight to five. Sign me yeah. up. He came in, didn't he? I think it got, it was one of those, my patients have been asking me all day about my weekend as far as like, oh, I picked one horse by her fucking name and she's, she burned me, but we'll get there. I can't. So the first couple of races and for people that have never been, you just want action. You just want to have a horse that you have a chance to do something. And in two of the first four races, my horse was out and running and doing amazing. And they're still running. They never finished the the race. They died. But the point is, is you basically, you have some fun. I was putting anywhere from three to $10 down and it was fun. But I'll tell you the time that I had the horse just to win and that piece of shit won. It was great. Yeah, it's great. I hit like four out of the nine. I wanted to go and win place like a real wuss. I was going to win place and I I had a trifecta on one of them too. And you only made how much this weekend? I've made about 100 profit. Right. I put a $1 trifecta box, which cost me $6, but I also had them win place. But when they won, you win one and a half times. So why didn't we park in the $10 lot? I offered you fucking maniac. So <laughs> we pulled in there, and it's like $10 to park right up front. Nothing. Like, Spit oh, on the track. It was yeah, great. Exactly. Then he's like, no, no, let's go to the blue lot. It's free. I said, Alan, I will pay for this. It costs you nothing. Julia's like, just go. He's like, no, out of principle, I won't pay for parking. Let's go to the blue lot. It's like right there. I said, no, no, you got to take like a bus to get from blue lot to- We didn't. We walked. We didn't. We walked. I felt like I was in the race. It was brutal. <laughs> it was like four miles from anywhere. 
And it was like us and three other cars that all looked stolen. Now, Zach, you bring very little to the table for some of these episodes. You told me a story that was a dynamite. Because as we were doing the walk from the blue lot to the race, a guy drives up and asks us a question. Which is always funny when you're the asshole that doesn't know where you're going. And somebody asks you for directions. And the only thing that comes out of both of our mouths is, man, that guy looked just like Paul Simon. Dead ringer for him. Dead ringer. Julia goes. Because he was in like a Toyota (laughs) Tercel. Julia goes, I have no idea who Paul Simon is. Yeah, that was painful. At which point, I'll just give you the floor. Tell people what you told me this past weekend about Paul Simon and your history with him. Well, I met him once, briefly. It wasn't a long encounter. That's what she said. Exactly. And so he said two from So my mom and I had to be 2001 or two. Like she's driving and we're just pulling up in front of our house, our apartment. And this big black Mercedes like swoops in front of us. Parks. Yeah, it's it's his Nazi sled. Exactly. Nice Jewish boy from Queens. Made good. So he pulls up in front of us and he's like backing in and backing in. It's this big car. And I'm looking at my mom like, what the fuck is this guy doing? He's like backing in. I don't know. He's like an idiot. And, you know, he gives us a little kiss, but a little, a little bump. He let us know he was there. We both get out ready to kill. We are so mad. Like you, when you bump someone and they're in the car, they're not happy. And we jump out and out pops four foot nine inches of Paul Simon. And it was so disarming. My mom just like goes, wait, don't we look? And he looks at her dead on and goes, I didn't this time. I'm sorry. And we looked at each other. We looked at him and we just laughed like idiots. Then his kid ran out and the car pulls away. Had nothing. He had that bridge over troubled waters, deep pockets. I should have like faked an injury. Oh, my neck. Yeah, he knows what that's about. Garfunkel wouldn't be able to afford the bill, but like, Paul Simon can. What do you think Garfunkel is these days? Olive Garden. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I'd rather be in that horse than the other one. <laughs> yes, that's so, my Paul Simon encounter. So being down at the top of the stretch, we're there. We're having a great time. I got to admit, I've never been that close to the horses. What are we, 30 feet, 20 feet from the actual horses? It was pretty- Not when they run on the infield. Then was complaining. Why are they so far away? What animal. They, they run on infield sometimes. When they were on the outside, yeah, that was track. probably the first time I've ever heard the sound oh, of the whips. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the, racing. Oh, the crack of the whip. The crack, the crack of the whip on the horse. I hate the whip. The whip should be that, outlawed. That was brutal. It I heard that. And you just, because there's how many horses in each race anywhere from six to 12 so you just hear crack 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 and people on tv always think like oh they like it that's somebody in our group i forget said they like it i got news for you they do not like that whip who said that maybe they like it it was gloria that absolutely likes it (laughs) that horse likes it. gloria loves the i didn't say horse but you know nevertheless gloria likes it likes the crack of the whip leather the bridle it was was brutal man like people think like they enjoy it though horses were running for their lives getting beaten it was i'm not the snowflake they're running (laughs) i thought it was for the carrots maybe finally we get to says the horse doesn't know he's in a race he knows that the jockey's in a big hurry but he doesn't know that he's in a race What race was it that I picked my horse, I was so excited, and you come over and you, with your little program here, program here, get your papers, it's the Elias Brewing Company, so you threw some money on my horse, and then it yeah. won! Oh, clean. that's the one I won, that's the one I won pretty big Everything, on. Everything, right? Oh, I hit that, I hit him to win place, and I hit him with the Fecta. I just know, yeah. Zach, that I'm trying to convince you the of- Elias Stables. Now, that said, I needed it because I hit two races earlier- decently and rolled it all into a horse from ireland in a, in a philly race so never bet on a broad all female race rivka me and our friend steve shackman look at it and go rivka from ireland take my money it said ire in big bold letters right. next to it which we all were like i wonder what that stands it for ireland. it can't be I- you knew that of course 
horse. They also have with sometimes from GB or from if it's an NY horse, they tell you. I've been to the track plenty of times. It's not That's my first generate. rodeo, literally. I've been on weekdays at times. What happened with Rifka? I don't know. You tell me. She's still out. You maybe bought her. I wanted to go claim her. Like city slickers. Go buy her for like 80 bucks in the back before they shoot her. She was terrible. She had a lead for like 12 seconds and then that was gone. Yeah, that put a good chunk back. I actually, the one I actually did pretty well on to make it up it was the last race. So you got one and one A. I think everyone left before then. I didn't know that you could do that, that they put two horses in and you went both. That was amazing. I said, you have to. If you're going to get double double odds on the favorite, you've got to go one and one A. Yeah, that's some horse shit. Literally, they, you get two horses in one, a, one race. Well, not if be- you bet on them. It's just because you bet on some guy named Clown Shoes or whatever you bet on. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing, Zach. I was just throwing money around. You should have listened to me. You would have been up plenty, too. But I actually, would, truth be told, I was sort of just hot. I'm usually not that. I, I usually collect more than 50%. We know. When I went to the Preakness, I couldn't pull. I, I lost everything. Empty what? pockets, and I took my Chavance out. Not a good day. At the end of the day, there was nine races, and you just want to have a little bit of fun. And I've been thinking, other than the obvious, I know you've never played craps, but eventually I'll teach you. No, horse no. racing was up there. Having a horse that you bet a couple bucks on, and it's out in front, one of the better feelings I've ever had. Oh, it's incredibly thrilling when you see them. But you need the book. Uh, trust me. Next time, get we'll just bring up some random loose leaf papers. You can do the same thing. Loose, the same out of my trapper keeper? I don't have loose yeah, leaf bring paper. Trapper keeper, and like you could like hit that thing and call him a mule or a nag, and like come on, hang in there with that four. Get up there with that two four combo. You just yell gibberish because the kid next to you is also yelling gibberish. He was your your guru, by the way. There was some seven year old who was Alan's literal horse whisperer. He was telling Alan. I like the four in the third race. And that was it. That's like, actually that was, not what happened. There was exactly a little, what happened. No, there was a little kid in our party who I tried to like befriend and oh, be nice with. Who, the kid who, the he hated me. But guy. no, there were kids in the next picnic area where I had already placed my bet. And next thing you know, coming around, you just hear them going, funny joke, funny. And that was my horse, and it won every time. Yeah, that they, was the guy. Funny but I already had my bets it's... down. I think you bet with him another time, too. I think you were listening to him. And like, eh, what does he like? It was a bunch of little girls. Bunch of but, nags. Yeah. Then I had to drive home with a nag. Hey, oh, how was she? Zach, at least oh. one of one of us in our group decided to dress the part for a day at the track. All you other schlemiels are out there with your little ball caps and your polo shirts. I went full horse racing attire. Yeah, you look like a maniac in your overall shirt and your bar mitzvah hat. Usually I do wear a fedora when I go. The fedora happened to be living in the trunk of the car my wife had, but... Uh, I do have a fedora, and she has a Belmont hat, too, a big jaunty hat. You looked like some giveaway prize on a cruise ship. Amazing is what I looked. Yeah, looked I know. Fun. I didn't tell You're anybody. You're the guy that people walk up to you and say, hey, who do you like in this race? And then they thank you, and they cross them off. Okay, I didn't tell anybody this. It was after one of the last races. I'm walking back from the bathroom, and some old drunk guy in a bunch of in a group of three turns up to me, and he goes, hey, who'd you lose a bet to dressed like that? You could have said literally any one of the last six races I lost a bet to. Best part is, is I just, I give him like a chuckle. I keep going, who cares? And some young kid who's walking in stride with me looks at me. He goes, you could have fucked him up. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's aggressive. By the way, welcome to the races at Queens. <laughs> it was so aggressive. I couldn't believe it. They don't do that at Pimlico. It's not, it's, it's declasse to, to be an animal. You just do a crack rock the worst Pimlico. place I've ever been to my life. I grew that up place right was debaucherous there. and then you leave the track and then it really gets scary. Zach, all in all, it was a fun day. Shout it out to your boy, Eric. Day. It was a lot of fun. I heard heckling his father, but the Rangers seemed a bit aggressive too. Fuck him. All the guy can do, he's at his son's birthday with his jerk off friends who were drunk and yelling at horses. All this guy wants to do is watch his iPad. You wouldn't let him do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just checking on the score. Give him the business. You gave him some business, all right. 
<laughs> All I know is he, when he packed it up went in the opposite of Glee, I looked at him and I said, no overtime? And he looks at me and goes, no. Someone said to him, the same kid, you could have fucked him up. <laughs> the killer, what do you have done? What, what do you have done? He got aggressive. You were just taking your beating like a man. A seventy-something-year-old guy starts hitting you with a. With his, he wouldn't touch me. I'd kill him. This giant lens. Murder, death, kill, John Spartan. No chance. Find during the. <laughs> Zach, I had a couple for us. A couple of things that have happened to me with some patients in the last couple of weeks, which I thought were noteworthy, so I jotted them down. It's always hard to make a good nickname. I have a new patient named Barbara. And, of course, she's very serious. And one time I said, like, Barb. I said, Babs. Babs Babs she did not like. They know none of them do. That's why it's the go-to. And at one point, this is like a week ago, Memorial Day weekend. I turned to her and I said, has anybody ever called you Barbara Q? And she looked at me. She goes, I've never heard that before. Murder, death, kill? (laughs) It wasn't great. But she looked at me like, that's at least your original, which is what I'm going for. Another patient. Old Ukrainian couple. Obviously, things nishkeet right now in Russia, yeah, Ukraine. Great. And we're sitting there. They have a C- they have C-SPAN on all day, every day. And that's all they watch. I'm just sitting there now. I have to wear a full face mask when I'm with my patients, cover up my big schnoz. And somehow these two old Jews look at me and they says, you know, no offense, but Jewish people are just much smarter than everybody else. Why would you take offense to that? <laughs> and I looked at him. I said, why would I take offense to that? Whether it's true or not. And she looks at me. She it goes, true. She goes I, 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 don't, I don't know. At which point I pull down my mask and just show my face. And she just does this nod like, oh, okay. You need like, the handshake? You're in the Dakota ring? <laughs> The best story I have about best story I have about any patient Zach is I have this nice guy who he, super nice guy he lives in Colonia and his neighbor I know this isn't a New York problem but his neighbor isn't cutting his grass since the season has started and the grass is now I don't know maybe two feet maybe a foot and a half it's when getting up there is it a Rangers thing is he like like a playoff beard no. No. When it starts, when the summer starts, grass starts growing. I guess you've never experienced this, right? You don't know about mowing your lawn? No, I'm all smooth. How often do you think one has to mow their lawn when you live in the burbs? Uh, two weeks. You're out of your mind. It's every week, and you're very privileged. But anyways. Don't, wait, I don't I know. Don't you have a guy for that? My patient goes to his neighbor and knocks on the door. And is like, hey, it would be nice if you mowed your lawn. And the guy gives him like a, uh, I'll take care of it. But what he's really saying was go screw yourself. A week goes by, nothing happens. My patient calls the town on this guy. The guy next door finally goes out and mows every part of his lawn except for the part in between their houses and just lets that grow like the ultimate fuck you to this guy and I it makes believe my he didn't just go mow like cock into his yard that forces <laughs> your hand to mow the rest of it or you just leave it i show up the other day and this guy is red in the face mad i was like hey mr smith how's it going he's like he mowed everything except for <laughs> i went uh maybe he ran out of gas he goes no he was telling me to go fuck myself. That's what he did. They get real weird and personal with you. I have never told the doctor anything close to the weirdness of that story. Really? It's not a bartender. Oh, I hear all types of stuff. Really? Have but I ever told a doctor? You- it is all business. It's like, you know, put the Barry Manilow on, feel my nuts, and let's go. Upper West Side, when I was working there, I had this patient, really nice guy. It was about 80, 81, on the pill, not your pill, the actual pill, where Good he's dating. Dating up the wazoo. And this mm. guy, he comes in one day. I feel like I've told this on air, but he comes in one day and he goes, Alan, I got to show you this chick I went out with last night. Or maybe he said like Dame or Broad, which makes it even Dame? better. Like he that. goes, this young girl, 68 years old, which is Ooh. very young for him. Smoke he shows it. me a picture. Dame. Zach, 
It was somebody's grandmother. Okay. <laughs> Would you? No. She was just asking. I'm so old. You know, like, what's her name? Uh, Christy Brinkley's like 68. Smoke show still. It was not good. It was one of those like, eh, but people people tell me stuff. They, I drink and know things. I suppose you do, but I have never gotten that personal with anyone in the medical field. Like my dentist, actually my dentist is my doctor's daughter. So there's not a lot of chit chat or the whole thing. It's a lot going on. It's all familial. Zach, I got hit by a car the other day. What? Like between <laughs> ne- before the, the Belmont or like between Belmont and today? Before I saw you. Oh, why didn't you tell me? You saved that for tonight? I go to Dunkin' Donuts on my way to one of my patients. Air? I park. I park. Air? No, I park no, in the parking lot and I go to cut through the drive-through where a car had it's just walk through. A car had just pulled forward because they got their stuff, and mm-hmm. I walk immediately behind the car just to kind of go right in the door. And for whatever reason, lady in the drive-through puts it in reverse. I did a good like shimmy out of the way, and it kind of like made it made a bigger sound, but like I didn't hit the ground, like it, but it definitely hit my my hips. But my quick cat like reflexes, I got out of the way, and then the lady is mortified in the front seat. I continued on my way to go in. She's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, are you okay, sir? Are you okay?" I went, "Yeah, I'm sir, good. good." She goes, "No, seriously, sir, are you okay?" I was like, "No, I'm I'm just Did gonna she go in." Buy and- you a donut, you fatty? <laughs> what are you doing, Dunkin' Donuts? I was getting an egg white sandwich and a coffee. I had some time to kill, all right? Did she buy that for you at least, for the effort? I am trying to go into this Dunkin' Donuts to get a coffee, and she is harassing me at this point with, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah. I, I turned to her. I said, I'm okay. I just want to get a coffee. Sir, should I call 911? I'm she like, just doesn't want to get sued. Why the hell did she go in reverse in a drive-thru? That's a big ball. See, I was two seconds away from siding with the car over you for doing a walkthrough. But when you told me reverse, you can't go reverse in the drive-thru. I don't understand. Again, she pulled forward, and I, as soon as I saw that, I kind of make the assumption like, okay, I'm going to just walk behind her, and she, she just gives, goes Maybe she backwards. was giving the old in out. <laughs> maybe they forgot her hash browns. I don't know what happened, but it was really bad. You can all do better than Duncan. That's my takeaway. With what? I don't know. Anything. If you want a bagel, yes. If you just want some coffee, you're out of your mind. Duncan's the best. Says Mr. Olive Garden. P.F. Chang over there. P.F. Chang. Was she cute? Could you have landed that bird? Because no. there's great. Like, I've seen Red Shoe Diaries. I know how it starts. No. I exactly. love that show with the company. Be sure to have the week. I got a couple of candidates for you. Candidate. Wait, 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 no. wait, wait. Julia, he's not smooth. What? Meeting hit by a car? Then I'm not Jewish. That's good. That's good text banter. Candidate number one, your girl, Zoe, voted for her three times. Ms. Hillary Rodham Clinton, in yeah. the news this past week, she is trying Hillary to make... Clinton or Zoe? Zoe voted for her three times. Right. Remember that, that story? Which is the piece of deal? We'll see. Zoe, always a piece of deal. Mm-hmm. But Hillary Rodham is starting to make... She's trying to make a hashtag. Hashtag wear orange. She wants to make orange this new like lefty color. I'm not exactly sure what she's going for, whether it's the anti-guns or anti-anything else, but... Zach, as a Baltimore Orioles fan, orange has never been a good color for people to do anything. I have so much orange in my house. You don't even know. (laughs) I love orange. My mom thinks it's ridiculous, but it says I was on the orange trend before anybody else was doing orange. I like it. I don't care what it's what it's supporting. I'm supporting wearing orange. Aren't you glad? Seriously? Not necessarily her. She's a lot. But I do like I do like orange. It's a New York based color. Knicks, Mets, it's in the flag. Next. Islanders. Fuck them. Go away. It's so stupid. Little segue. I had this a couple weeks ago, but as far as we're orange, I'm at the gym a couple weeks ago and at ESPN's on and they have the baseball odds to win the World Series. Orioles going off at a thousand to one right now to win the World Series. And as a Baltimore Orioles Wait, fan, where I are thought they seeing a thousand. I don't know where they're getting a thousand. Where are they seeing a thousand? <laughs> a thousand is a steal. 
How about 75 million to one? <laughs> I like, agree with you. Pick a number, <laughs> a, a gajillion D, like whatever. I saw this, I'm on the treadmill and I see a thousand to one and I go, that's way too nice. Like a that's thousand, it's insane. It's beyond stupid. I'm with you. Candidate number two. I think we've talked about this already, but for our podcast listeners, Jim Cat, Minnesota Twins broadcaster guy oh, yeah. who made a nice little reference to Nestor Cortez and called him Nestor the Molester. He since has apologized. It is what it is. My bigger beef is every single Yankees fan that I talked to about this was like, eh, not a big deal. Every non-Yankees fan was like, what an asshole. Eh, nicknames are funny. Nestor the Molester. You're good. You're cool. Yeah, you, I don't yeah. love it. it. I wouldn't want it to be my nickname, but it made me laugh. And that okay, is the you're five. You're five. You didn't laugh when you heard that? No, it was stupid. One of my buddies has a brother-in-law named Lester. Yeah, I've, I've heard this forever. Like, come on. Right, but not on the air. Like John Candy. There's that World Series and I'm on the air. Candidate number three, right in from Ron Katz. Alec Bohm, who's been in the news for a couple times this year. Did you see what he did? Did you see what he did the other night? No. Billy's third baseman, who has had a couple temper tantrums. He takes a baseball bat, goes back to the dugout, and is violently like kind of stroking it inside and out of the where you put your bats thing. And he just misses it, at which point it goes right into his chin, draws blood. Hysterical. That is pretty funny, especially because he's in the Phillies. I like that. Speaking of stroking it, somebody sent me the, was it the Ron and Keith from, was it last night? Unbelievable. Did I send that to you? No, somebody else did. Unbelievable. I texted my friends, if you're not watching the Met game, you've missed the best two minutes of banter of all time. It was a two-parter where the Mets guys calling this game, the the, the one, Keith Hernandez is talking about stroking the ball. And I got to admit, I thought it was X-rated. And Ron's just going. No, Gary Cohen. He says, no, you know, he stroked out. And he was goes, thinking more like have a stroke, a stroke and Keith is purely being x-rayed yeah, with this. And then Keith goes, sometimes I take it the wrong way. You're taking it the wrong direction. It was hysterical. But yeah, stroking out was the thing. I mean, it was so Jeff good. Jeff McNeil Stro- had it like two hits. But I've also used the term like he has a nice stroke and Keith just referring to jerking off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. referring they, to like oh, stroking, way, having they, a stroke. Then they shoot two of the two of them in the booth, just dying. It was They're great. Like, yeah. It was, it was like very 12, good. You, it's 1230 at night. Like, I texted two of my friends who I knew were up because I'm a degenerate watching this game, too. It was funny. It was hysterical. They're amazing together. Like, they're just, all oh, the three of them are great. It's one guy who's a baseball nerd and two guys who don't give a fuck. Candidate number four, I was at the gym today. The only gym you've ever been in is probably on the Lower East Side, somebody who lives there, right? It's a gay joke. Anyways. Uh, that was terrible. <laughs> Swung on and missed. Is there anything worse than guy at the gym who has a cell phone and walks around talking as loud as possible? Absolutely. It's a guy at my building gym who grunts and he wears a paper towel on his head, like some sort of schmata to get his uh his sweat. And he sits there on the exercise like It's horrible, but I can't stop laughing. I haven't looked it up yet, but I may get one of those cell phone jammers for when I go to the gym just to mess with the guy's signal. He is on the helmet. How do you get a jammer? I know a guy. All right. Those are your candidates. Wear orange, Nestor the Molester, Alec Bowman, gym guys. Alec Bowman, maybe Zoe. (laughs) What did Zoe do? I don't know. She liked Hillary. (laughs) 
All right, Zach, I got five quick questions. People watching this show, we're doing Belmont trivia tonight. And whether he gets this or not, you're here to learn something. We're here to have fun. Are you, you all could have taken a nickel's worth of knowledge because I'm the only schmuck who won that thing. Everyone else lost their shirt or didn't bet, which is even worse than losing. Oh, my God. Why I was, was going to say that. I can't believe there are people that didn't bet. Look, like, you can bet $2. You can go there, nine races, bet $2, and probably get back if you do anything or you right lose $18 and you act like a big shot for the day ask the six-year-old next door if he wants kid with an itchy to get to the tables can we switch and make that the piece you do because i actually was yeah, really bothered by that that is ridiculous what's the point of showing up to a horse track it's like going to a casino and, and just like hanging out i thought you and i were the only people that bet every race so i didn't want to say it no i happily bet every race. i was the only person who bet more than two digits a race question number one plus or minus 20 years what was the first year they had the belmont the first year they had the Belmont, I think I'm going to say 1885. 1867. Circle gets the square. Yeah, yeah. Question the second. The signature drink of the Belmont Steaks is called the Belmont Jewel. If you were there this weekend, I made some for people. It was delicious. It's made up of three parts bourbon, two parts lemonade, and one part A, cherry juice, B, cranberry juice, C, pomegranate juice, D, raspberry juice. I was just going to say Queen's tap water, but I think it's cherry juice. Correct answer is pomegranate juice. That sounds awful. How was it? And by the way, thanks for offering anybody else. You could have had. Nobody, you didn't offer a single thing. I think you're going out of the bomb. That's not true. Question not true. number three. When it comes to horses, you measure them in what unit? How big is their unit? <laughs> what, 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 I need more information. Their height. Their, that's just their height? That's the answer? No, the answer, the question is, how do you measure a horse's height? Oh, how do you measure a horse's height in like what unit of measurement? This is very specific. You either know it or you don't. I thought this was a gimme. Meters? Ron Katz, phone a friend. Hands. Yes. Pretty good. The horse's exit hands haul. The follow-up to that was how big is a hand? Because it's smaller than you think. <laughs> you were supposed to say depends where you measure. Well, you need two hands for that. Absolutely. Zach, hands, I didn't know this, four inches. What? When they say that is horse is hand? 19 hands tall, it's four idea. inches jockeys hands they those jockeys look like slay they make a ton of money because they race all day long so they hit like two races or three races they walk away with like 30 grand a day they're all like five foot four with these knockout six foot bombshell wives watch one of the derbies when they win slay question number four 2016 belmont winner creator was partially owned by which celebrity chef a aron sanchez b no. bobby flay c no. gordon ramsay no. d joe bastianich Creator, I believe, was owned by Bastianich and Batali. Correct answer is B, Bobby Flay. Really? Fuck yeah. Him. I didn't know that, but when I Googled it, things came up. And question number five. You know I had to do this. 1973 Triple Crown winner Secretariat still holds the record for the largest margin of victory. Plus or minus six. How many lengths did he win by? He won by, I think, 35 lengths. Correct answer is 31 horse lengths. You're yeah. right. That is insane for a horse. Ron Katz on the head. On the head. The horse wins the race. Did you ever see the race? It's stupid. He's the only horse in the picture. Like, they couldn't get the other ones in the frame. In 31 days. lengths of a horse he wins I by. I thought it was 35, but that was, yeah, he mowed him down, baby. And it wasn't even close. It was like out of the gate. But he was like a freak. He had a well, the giant heart thing. He processed oxygen and then died. Zach, I, I don't want to take a big brown. Oof, he laid a big brown. I hate to take a page out of the PTI book, but every now and then we get things wrong. And I might start throwing some stuff in there. But say what you want. That 
Remember we talked about cutting a cake and then you take a little bit and you put it on your friend's nose? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Eat the Rat came at me. He's like, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. He says he might be like a New Jersey, New York thing. I've never heard of that or seen it in my life. You're right, I guess I'm saying. hell yeah. Maybe they don't sell cake at Giant, but, you know, here we have it. <laughs> Again, son of a bitch. In for a dime, in for a dollar. Booze, your daddy, the podcast. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode. People, we love the, the support. People, download, rate, review. Jump in on these live ones every Tuesday. I'm having fun in a glue stick for the win. He didn't win. Ribka for the loss. Goddamn bitch. Bitch. <laughs>